audio. Everybody. Well, you're just getting right into it. I wasn't even expecting we were, that. We were having a, just a conversation. I felt a lull. Well, yeah. So I thought that's maybe when we start the, the since, podcast. Since you, uh, since you have all of the uh, you know European travel time, I, I, <laughs> I, I imagine. What are you that, talking about? Well, that you knew what the hell oh, that on the was back on there? the back of that yeah. model. Yeah, nineteen thirty-six. That's seven. That's seven thirty-six, right? Well, I get seven thirty-six. I just wasn't gonna go there. I thought maybe Glenlivet started in nineteen thirty-six or something. No, know. it's right here on the bottle, eighteen twenty-four. Oh, Rob. so it's older than that. Yeah, it's right there in the thing. Anyway, welcome oh, to this God. edition of it's Whiskey at Work. That anybody listens to, to us willingly <laughs> at all? I think we're the whiskey podcast that people turn to when they <laughs> when they get when they're listening to all of the right. good stuff. They, they've run out of all of those, and they're like, you know what? We're tired of the pretentious d bags on the rest yeah, of them. Well, we'll listen to the idiotic we just want to listen to the idiots on this one. No, last week we talked about can the. You see that? I can thank all you. Right. We talked about the uh, the bespoke barrels, which. I found super fascinating because these are these are yeah. custom made barrels for distilleries. Are you gonna go down that idiotic path again? Well, I just wanted to quickly explain it. Okay. Because the fine. reason why we talked about it is because I I saw that the Glenlivet had created a scotch based on these bespoke barrels. Does that mean the the barrel I have at home now is a bespoke barrel because it was specially created by me for me? No. Well, yes. By the very definition, yes, that barrel you created is a bespoke barrel. And I would encourage anyone to go to uh, the Facebook page. We put this on Dakota Whiskey Territory, too. I did. And uh, I check did out check out what Rob though. made. I should do that. You're, do that. You're, you should be pretty proud of that. It Th- turned out really that nice. That ended up being really cool. You took a barrel and made a little Lazy Susan shelf on the inside of it and lit it up and put doors on it. And yeah, now it's stock full of whiskey. For a guy that doesn't know anything about woodworking or certainly doing anything with a barrel, it turned out pretty good. You did it. Yeah, you did a good job. So I can expect mine like this summer. Yeah. Or when's when's when, mine coming? When, when, whenever your check I, I just got to get you the barrel, right? And if, then you'll do the rest? Sure. Okay, perfect. That's all I needed. As soon as you figure out what my labor hours <laughs> were in that one, you're not going to want to well, pay me for it. hardly any now because you've perfected it. You know exactly what you're doing at this point. You well, know, there's no I, more trial and error. I do think if I had the right tools and the right shop set up, I could probably get one of those done. A couple of years, maybe. In a couple of days. Oh, really? All well, right. Well, because the shelves were made out of barrel heads, and mm-hmm. you have to take all those apart and re-glue them because they're... Not, they get loose. They're not super stable. Right. Okay. But, well, it's really cool. You should check it out. Go to Dakota Whiskey Territory, or if you know Rob... Just go to your Facebook page. Yeah, I'll put it on Whiskey at Work. Yeah, we'll throw it up on there. Um, So going back to the bespoke barrel. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But but what your barrel is is a bespoke barrel because it's a custom-made barrel, and there are there are. It's um, probably not in the true sense of the word. Maybe not. Well, because you're not you're not not aging aging any whiskey in in there. Um, There is older whiskey getting older in it, but. What they're doing is taking these barrels and, and recreating them for a specific purpose. And I came across a story last week about the Glenlivet Fusion Cask, which is a rum and bourbon fusion cask selection. So they've taken the rum barrels and the bourbon barrels, pulled them apart, took the staves, and made one barrel alternating with rum, bourbon, rum, bourbon, rum, bourbon staves. And then they've aged 
this Glenlivet inside of it for a while. And we did the podcast. We were invited down to the Windsor that night. Yeah. We were get we there. <laughs> we just kind of you went. were invited. I tagged along. Then we go upstairs because Justin said, hey, come upstairs. I want you guys to try something. And sitting on his desk, that SOB oh, yeah. was a bottle of this, this the yeah. Glenlivet that I had just talked about, and I didn't know if I'd be able to find it. And then we went back later that week and went up and <laughs> when Justin was yes. gone uh, and, we, and just poured some for ourselves. And we opened it. Um, <laughs> but Dan Bruner was there from Timmins Market, and I said, Dan, are you able to get this? And he got in his phone and type, type, type. And he said, yeah, I'll have a couple bottles here in a few days. So you can come get one if you want one. And I did. And that's what we're drinking right now. It's just the story came full circle. It, yeah, thank that's, God. That's what was really I've cool about this. scotch twice. But then Friday, we were sitting down at the at the Windsor, and Justin wasn't there, and you texted him and said, hey, <laughs> you mind if we go upstairs and just well, I, well, How did that text come fair, about? To be fair, I asked him if it was out on the shelf yet, and he said, yeah. no, but you can go up and grab it if you want. And I said- Well, of course I won't. Oh, okay. So then I had to- Asked the bartender for some Glen Cairn glasses, to which he didn't even blink an eye at, and just handed them to me. And then I just kind of went upstairs. And you came down and, with a couple of pours, and and, and with you know no yeah. hostility or or security yeah. or anything. Which, <laughs> yeah, Justin, you might want to tighten that up just a little <laughs> bit down there. He did say so, that I look very trustworthy, which I think yeah. a lot of people would disagree with. Again, but. tighten it up. Um, but yeah, having it Friday night. I loved it. I was so happy that I was able to get a bottle you of this, really and so that's like what we're drinking right now. It's again when on your nose. It's you can tell it's scotch, but there's just there's that hint of of the rum and the bourbon that come across together, which you don't get very often. And it and it just and it and it hits your nose, and it just kind of it's perfect. There's just this perfect. How does it? How does it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it does when it hits your nose, right? <laughs> You you get that scotch, but then that that I, bourbon I get, and rum get, are right I get there. That 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 can that tightening when you know going off a roller coaster. It's not really yeah, I get, in my, it's I not get in that. my nose. Um, but it's uh yeah I love you know what I wanted to I it's, didn't it's see super sweet. And for a scotch, to me, that's weird. Well, I, it's certainly that rum influence. I would suspect it's 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 sweet. It's I mean, very oily. It is sweet. The first swallow on it, to me, I don't get that burn. But the second one, I do. It's like it kind of opens it all up when you drink it. It's like your mouth is like, hey, this is kind of unique and different. I'm not ready for it, so I'm not going to turn on anything. And then the second sip you take, to me, it just, it just, it, it just everything opens up. And there's not that scotchy aftertaste that some people don't like. Um, it's... It- to me, it's got way too much rum influence. I I don't think I get that. Well, and I'm just going because the on the nose it smells like scotch. On um, I'm not getting anything that really says here's some bourbon. It's it's the scotch on the nose, and then it's that sweet rum. I guess I kind of get it more on the side of my tongue. Is maybe that bourbon that that you're missing. And I do get the rum after you swallow it down. But I think that that nice lingering warmth you get is that bourbon to me. That what I get from a good, you know, 95 plus bourbon. Mm. That's what I'm kind of getting on this. Although looking at this, 
there's no age statement on it. And, oh, it, it is, it's only an 80 proof scotch. It drinks, to me, much hotter than that. It, I said that on Friday. I yeah. Thought it, I thought it was a higher proof than that. No, pure 80, but very flavorful. And I really it's, like the idea of this. It's super interesting. What where where are you at on a price point? You know, um, I paid for this, um, and I don't know if if I got it at, uh, if Dan gave it to me at MSRP or not, but it was only one twelve, which I thought was for a scotch that has a a gimmick. They all have a gimmick. I don't think it was. I I I think that's a fair price for something like this. Hmm. I I, um, I personally would not pay that for this. But well, but it's but you're it's, not as sophisticated well, as I am. It's Whatever. just it's just not my wheelhouse. I, it's, right, I get that. It's not one that I would go. to. I don't mind it. I will never order it. I can't. I mean, if I'm at your house, which understandably <laughs> will never happen because you're that way. I'm going to surprise you one day, but, Rob. I'm busy that day. <laughs> um, but I I don't think I would ever. I don't think I would ever order it. I'll come to your house and drink it, but I'm not going to order it. There's, that's not saying that anybody else listening. Shouldn't. Of course, I mean, I I certainly wouldn't dissuade them from doing it. Again, it's it, just not my bag. It's because it has a unique twist to it that you know that that turns me on more than any any whiskey. <laughs> I don't mean it that way, but I love you're making me uncomfortable. I love finding the unique whiskey that's out there. It's not the same thing over and over and over and over again. So it is the first one of its kind. That, so they say, yes. Well, I mean, other than the, you know, the finishes, because I mean, they actually age this, and then is it finished? In yes, a, in this fusion cask, right? Matured in American and European oak casks, and selectively finished in bespoke, recrafted first fill rum and bourbon casks. So it's not. It's not that different than a you know having your whatever bourbon and finishing it in a Chardonnay cask, sure, or a port cask or a Cabernet or whatever, right? It's is there any other, other than you're getting two influences in, yeah. in one sitting? Is there any other uh, is there any other bespoke barrel that you think would be interesting to do? Just when you said that, so I'm thinking because you get a lot of these bourbons that are that are finished then in sherry casks or oloroso oh, right. that's sherry though right yeah. um or you've had the ambarana you've had uh tequila casks rum casks so if you took like a bourbon and an oloroso staves and made one barrel out of that would that be interesting i mean would that be um, maybe but you know there's there's bourbon that is finished in Maple or cherry, mm-hmm. and or finished with now. Right. I mean, after the t- Jack Twenty Seven experiment, I think that making a barrel itself out of certain types of wood is not that appealing. Well, it, it, it's it doesn't react the same way as oak. So I think what they do is, at that point is put in chunks of these certain types of woods. I mean, not spires not completely unlike what oak and eden does with the i mean they don't think they put the barrel or the stave in the barrel but the spire in the right. bottle jesus <laughs> it's been a long meeting filled day i'm sorry yeah. um but you know adding that type of wood to the finishing process rather than making a barrel out of it i don't think it's 
some of that wood is not that conducive in order to do sure. that sort of thing. Well, I yeah, like to to, to Rob's point on this. Um, you know, that's not going to be up everybody's alley at one hundred and twelve dollars a bottle. Um, but if you get an opportunity to try it, I would definitely recommend you do, especially if you like scotch, because uh, again, this is one of those scotches for me. It only eighty proof, very approachable. Could get you into scotch for sure. Um, I would I would give it a try. The Glenlivet Fusion Cask Rum and Bourbon Fusion Cask Selection is what it's called. You look like you had a bad pour there. What happened? No, I, uh, <laughs> I I just had a swallow, and there was a flavor that hit me, and I was trying to place it. Okay. And then you started talking. You want to take a Do you want to take a second to think about it, and then we'll Maybe. see if, see if you see, can I'll, find I'll, it. Well, because it was weird, because I took the swallow and kind of breathed out at the same time, and then it, so this it something came back yeah. into the back of my mind when I had this flavor or feeling and i i lost it well try it again and we'll see maybe it'll come back we'll see coming up uh and on the way uh, i want to talk about some news from from uh, brown foreman and i think a whiskey list that i can finally get behind just because it's not another awards list all right so i want to talk about that there's a couple of lists that you want to talk about isn't there yes there is one more than the other (laughs) that's on the way Get ready, Rapid City, for another epic journey into the world of whiskey at Mountain West Whiskey Festival, the unrivaled celebration in South Dakota. Immerse yourself in the flavors of over 150 exceptional whiskeys, from classics to rare finds. Elevate your senses with upscale catering and groove to live music in the heart of downtown at the Rushmore Hotel. This is not just an event, it's an experience. Secure your spot now at mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com because whiskey legends are made in the Black Hills. And we're back. And so stop swearing. It's whiskey at work. <laughs> if you don't get to hear this via the podcast, you can listen to it on uh, KKLS, The Cowboy, 104.7, every Friday afternoon. Yeah, too. thank you to the FCC for yep. sucking the fun out of podcasts. I wanted to put that on there. Um, okay, we're drinking the Glenlivet Fusion Cask made out of those bespoke barrels that we talked about on the podcast last week. Um and I found a well. I found this story, and you know, whenever I see something that's significant with Jack Daniels, I want to talk about it because it's absolutely your favorite mm. whiskey for sure. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with Jack when it comes to the Sturgis Motorcycle I'm hope, Rally. I'm hoping we get to talk to Nelson Eddy when he's in town here next month. Yes, where we uh, we do have it lined up. We we're 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 in the process. I might have I might have uh, overspoke. Somebody had a post about it, uh, and I said we have it already uh, booked and ready to go. I got a little ahead of myself there. <laughs> we 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 are talking to the right people to get him on the podcast, and it should be able to happen. If That's you, all I'm going to say. If you don't know, Mr. Eddie is a historian at Jack Daniels. For 30-plus years. So, yeah. for me, it would be, I th- he'd be a hoot to yeah, talk to. I think he would. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Um, well, they've agreed, Brown Foreman has agreed to sell its Jack Daniels barrel-making facility in Alabama to Independent Stave Company. I saw that. They have already sold one, have mm-hmm. they not? I think so. They're going to still continue to use the facility's barrels. Uh, Independent Stave Company will rename the facility to the Alabama Cooperage. Under the terms of the deal, which is expected to close by May 1st, Independent Stave will continue to make barrels for the Jack Daniel Distillery as part of a strategic relationship between the companies. Why would they be doing that? Why would Jack be selling off their cooperages? I don't. No, I mean I imagine it's a business decision to some degree. They uh, 
I don't know, maybe it's an influx of capital for them to do something else with. But, you know, then they're going to have to turn around and buy the barrels that they were yeah, it was already under there for umbrella. themselves right. before. I, I, I would be interesting. Maybe there's another announcement coming in the near future with whatever they're doing to, and maybe they're just tired of being the guys that manage to make their own barrels. I don't know. Well, and you look at the all of the new stuff that Jack has done over the years, which is is I mean, it's it's unprecedented for Jack Daniels to create the new products that they're creating. So maybe that could. Like you said, yeah, just d- d- diversifying, trying to get rid of some of that or, or to focus, focus on other things. Yeah, focus more on the things that they are doing to give themselves more of a competitive advantage. I'd, that could be, totally. You know, I, I would imagine they're vastly different branches of the same overall corporation, so. Yeah, probably. You're right. So, the, you know, the master distiller probably isn't telling the dude how to make the barrel. Um, Coming up, Mountain West Whiskey Festival. Oh, we, is this the first list you want to talk about? I want to talk about, well, I want to get to that list, but I just want to let everybody know that it is up. Now, it's subject to change it still. Is, it is, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> to all of you that may or may not be listening, that <sighs> think that this list should come up the minute that we have tickets for sale. Well, okay, let's let's Clearly, talk about that, though. you don't understand right. how allocations and right. distribution works in the state. We've had had, well, we've had one specific phone call from a, from a I, I won't say, I won't even gender the person, no, all right? it's fine. Um, but they were, they were very upset that we didn't have the list posted back in November or whenever tickets went on sale uh, and didn't have the food list ready, didn't have anything ready to go when the tickets went on sale. They were so mad about it. The food list also is subject to change. I yes, talked of with course. John the other day and he was trying to work out another avenue for some of the main dishes. The food is amazing, though. Whatever John comes up with, you're you're not going to hesitate to go back three times for if you get the opportunity, That's, right? I, I've, yeah, the food is amazing. The food is worth the price of admission alone. Yes, it, it is, and we have we've had we've cultivated a handful of people at Whiskey Festival that will buy the non-sampling ticket just to eat that night. So it's it's totally worth it if you want yeah, to. What a, nine, what a non-sampling is like fifty bucks. You can't get fifty dollars no. worth of this quality of food anywhere else. Not even not even close. We should not tell people that. I know. But we just did, yeah. <laughs> so it's out there. Yeah. Uh, but it's again, good thing nobody's listening. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, are they? Numbers are spiking, Rob. <laughs> are they? So we have the list ready to go. And how many are on there? Do you think? We had to actually cull the overall numbers a hair. I think there's a hundred and seventy-ish. But this is the most we've ever had. No, I think isn't it? We had overall number-wise, we had more. I think last year, but this has some expensive stuff on this Which list. I will absolutely get to here in a second, <laughs> okay? Um, leading up to that, though, um, I, I love to, you know, this time of year, there's there's whiskey awards everywhere. Um, you can't turn around without some I bottle that you list. like. You right. have a list. That's, you get a list. That somebody has put together that probably the, your favorite whiskey has won some sort of award somewhere at this point. It's even if it's only on your own list. Exactly. But I came across a list um, that was done by the website InsiderMonkey.com, which... That seems inappropriate. <laughs> InsiderMonkey is a website that tracks trends when it comes to stocks and brokerages oh, and, and stuff like this, right? Trends. 
trends. Okay. Yeah, just trends. Make sure that- so they they go out and, and all- or not allocate, but they get all of this. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you when you bring in a bunch of information from a bunch of different places? Um, God dang it! Come on, help me out here, Rob. Uh, they have an algorithm that goes out and searches all this stuff, and then they they cult not cultivate. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, they you're on your own. Okay. Anyway, it'll, it'll come to me later. Um, but they have put together the top 25 list of the best whiskeys in ever, the world ever in the world right now. Today, 2024 best whiskeys. Right. Okay. So I just went down to the top 10 oh, because I wanted to see what was out there. And I thought this list was now, pretty interesting. It, the, 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 these lists drive me nuts because these are, are these like attainable bottles or, oh yeah, the best one is the Pappy 23 that there's only seven of in the world. Yeah, they're attainable, but a lot of these are pretty pricey. Okay? <laughs> okay. Like number 10 is the Hibiki 17-year-old, which I'm not super familiar with. It. I'm, I know of the bottle, but I don't think I've ever had it. I bet you Gabe would be able to tell He's us. He's probably got three of them in I'm the sure. stable. Then the Highland Park 18 comes in at number nine, which, which we, we are, will have. I think we have, yeah. We will have one of those bottles at Whiskey Fest this year, probably in the Oyster Room, right? Yeah. Or, like or in Platinum. It'll be in one of the two. Then they yeah. had one on the list called Ardbeg um, Ugadol is what it's called. I'd never heard of it before, but it's a it's an Isla Scotch. Ardbeg you've heard of. Ardbeg, though, yeah. yes, but not this specific type. And then number seven on the list, if you could get your hands on this, I don't know, it's four, five, six hundred dollars. The Redbreast twenty seven year old, which is a, a delicious Irish whiskey. It's so good. What, what did we have? We had we had a, a twenty five. Twenty five. Yes. Um, so I don't know what that extra two years could do, but whatever. It cost you a lot more, probably. Number six is the Michter's 10-Year Rye, which was on this list. We were talking earlier off, Mike, about this Mount Rushmore list. They've, they pulled a number of different folks, whiskey experts or mm-hmm. theoretical experts. And one of them that came up on that list, it wasn't always the same year, but there was always always a Michter's product on it. Whether, it seems like they make quite a few yeah, lists. You know, and it's never been one that has, you know, hasn't been on my quest. Right. I mean, we've got Michter's here that you can get, but none of the real super AG statement ones. But. No, I'd like to go back and visit, revisit some Michter's too. It's been a while. That was one of the very first allocated bottles I ever purchased was a bottle of Michter's. Do you um, remember which one it was? I don't. Was it a 10 or a 12? Or but a, it was delicious. I remember being very good. Um, number five on the list is a bottle that I was so happy to get here a couple months ago. Oh, was the, the Weller. It's the W.L. Weller 12-year-old that's on this list. And I still haven't cracked the seal on either one of them because they both look so pretty sitting on my shelf. <laughs> uh, Lagavulin 16-year-old, the one that I thought was going to make me a man. <laughs> yeah. And boy, did, you, didn't it. You can't believe all them <laughs> Parks and Rec people. Uh, is that, that what it was? Is yeah, that the show? Parks and Rec. That's yeah, okay. he has his own. He has his own Lagavulin. Uh, the McAllen eighteen-year-old Sherry Oak came in at number three on the list. Uh, the Yamazaki eighteen-year-old was number two on the list. So these are pricey, high-end. Sure. Number well one throw was Eagle Rare seventeen on there. And- well, number one is a Sazerac product. It's the George T. Stag, mm. 2022. That made the list. So. I think this is probably one of the most accurate based on what I know about these whiskeys. 
when it comes to the best in the world right now? Yeah, I I can't. I mean, the only two on there that I even twist my spliff are the Michters and the Stag. Right, the Stag. Stag yeah. Well, the Weller. I mean, I, I know the you. Weller's, the Weller's good. Right. But I mean, you know, that so much of that is Scotch or Scotch adjacent right. with the Japanese stuff that it's not. It's not going to be in your wheelhouse anyway. It's not my wheelhouse at all. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Gabe or somebody with more knowledge than that would speak better to it than me. Well, we uh, we did put our list together for Mountain West Whiskey Festival. Um, again, subject to change, but you can find it at mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com. And we were super happy that we were able to bring back uh, a Pappy Van Winkle that will be in the Platinum Room this year. We have the 15-year that will be in there. Yep. We also have the Blanton Straight from the Barrel, which is another big deal, which will be a part of that. And the Piste de Resistance. The one that I am going to fight you over <laughs> in the Platinum Room. All right. I, I don't even look. Look. I, if I just got to smell it, I'd be happy with it, okay? And I don't care what the pour is on there. It's going to be small on this one, all right? Because this is a $4,300 bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. It you know is... how many other bottles we could have if we didn't <laughs> took that one out? It is the Macallan 30-year that will be in the Platinum Room, and I'm just giddy. I just I just want to... Just that little, mm, mm-hmm. that's all I want of, of this one, for sure. And I'm really looking forward to the old Forester birthday bourbon and the new editions of the Jack 10 and 12. Yes. Red Spot, Blue Spot, that's going to be a part of it. The Boss Hog is going to be in there. The Remus Gatsby is going to be a part of it as well. Um, if you go down to our VIP list, some some good ones that are on there, we've got... Uh, we got some of the old Forester 1924. That is going to be on the VIP list. Yes. Uh, we've got the old Elk Infinity, which is going to be on there. Uh, the Jameson 18, which I know people give Jameson a lot of crap, but that Jameson 18 you. is ridiculous. Have you had it? Yes. It's very, very good. So if you got a VIP pass, that'll be a select number there. The 2XO Gemma Kentucky is on there too, which is another one that I think will be fun to find. And then, uh, you know, just the regular general admission list. Good Lord, that's long. Yeah, there's a bunch on there for sure. And You're I, not going to be able to get through it. No. Um, but what I would recommend on this list for people that are not sure what to try, I would go to the smoke wagons and try as many of those as you can for the general admission ticket because it's a newer entry. And we've had them here on Whiskey at Work. We've got bottles in the office now. Yep. And they're I think again, the, they're good. Yeah. The uncut, unfiltered, and the small batch, just delicious. Even the rye was good. Yeah. And I don't particularly care for that. Uh, also, uh, which will be notable for this event, will be the Crown Royal. Oh, the Blackberry. Blackberry is going to yeah. be there too, which I know is going to be the I, next I got big a deal. Sneaking suspicion that that'll go through. We'll go through what we have been able to right. get in a fair <laughs> amount. It'll be like the Jack or the Crown Peach, where yes, totally will you, be. You won't be able to get it. You'll try it. You might be able to find a bottle of it. And then you won't see another one for six months or some Easily. silly deal. So get your tickets, mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com. There aren't many left, and we want to make sure you're there March 9th at the Rushmore. It's going to be a blast. So yeah. keep in mind, if you're if you're going, you better have a plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't go in blind find, because find it's overwhelming. Some these, find some of these that you know you want to try because – you know, bottles are limited. We mm-hmm. don't have an endless supply of this stuff. And there's a, even though there's a lot of them, you know, there might only be a bottle or two of each one of these right. 
for you to get a taste of. So it yeah, it just makes sense to map it out, right? And we'll have a list there at the door when you get there that has them all on there. Yep. So you can kind of quickly go through and check it out. And don't forget, we have a raffle too that night. Oh, we are going to be raffling off a Pappy Twelve that'll go to charity. Yes, here, local charity. Um, Sheila from Sazerac was nice enough to to donate a bottle and we it is going to be a local charity i think we'll just pick one of the ones or maybe yeah. both of them that she depending on how much money we actually raise for the deal and it'll be unlimited tickets 10 bucks a ticket buy as many as you want yep doesn't matter you can get them that night as well happy 12 raffled off all right it's getting close getting excited for it so we're what looking else forward. do we got anything there was a, yeah there's a lot on there but uh, i'm past my time right now so oh, i gotta wrap things up yeah i know when you're having a good conversation well, it just goes so fast doesn't even, it rob even with you Oh, God. Don't worry. I paid for this 112 bottle of of scotch. Well, I'm glad it was your money and not mine. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network.